0: Hey, this is Liz and this is Heather and we are sitting down to finally
1: get around to discussing Rogue One and
0: the extended universe. And a whole Well, other I stuff. guess it's not extended universe. Liz Liz corrects me later and you'll hear it. Okay, hit the music. tell you about um the the cute couple that i've been listening to's podcast and they were at love at first pizza mm-hmm. and it was uh james and abby uh so they have this uh this podcast and they just say cute little things back and forth to each other they're like one of those cute couples and i'm like i could never <laughs> be a cute couple like i am not the type that is it would just be me sitting there going yeah mm-hmm yep yeah, you've already said that I heard that once. <laughs>
1: yeah, I when I was married before, I desperately wanted to be a cute
0: couple. But right? not, like, not, not, well, you are a cute couple now.
1: No, no, well, but but here's the deal: I wanted to be a cute couple so bad, and I was married to a dickhead, so that just wasn't ever going to work out. So when I when I you know got together with Paul, we were a cute couple, and it was adorable until I wanted to poke my eyes out from all the cuteness, like. <laughs> I, and I've had, unfortunately, I love him to pieces. I love you to pieces, Paul. And he knows this. He is overly cutesy a lot of times. And I've had a lot of people ask me, uh, you know, people who know him and whatever, that, because he's a very sweet person and he's a very caring person. Um, and they'll ask me, they're like, is it ever too much? And I'm like, you know, yes. Sometimes it is too much. However, I would rather have too much than not enough. Yeah. Yep. But I still have to tell him not to make smoochy faces at me across a restaurant because it's weird and it freaks people <laughs> out. So
0: that is so funny. Yeah, it's but just like have, I'm. We I've have, never yeah. been. Yeah,
1: yeah, you have the understanding, and it's yeah. and it's fine. So
0: yeah, so so I guess I'm the dickhead husband, in my. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I'm just like okay you know i get tired when i get home i'm like you know responding requires so much effort and so Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, i've turned into the dickhead husband as well but yeah. not to that extent for sure but yeah much more that we'll just we'll just say the you know there are days when i have heard i love you so much that i just start responding with thank you, <laughs> thank you. because i said it eight seconds ago and and i just have to I have to draw a line, you know gotta have a boundary up at some point, that, or this would just go on all day long, so
0: oh yeah, that's funny, yep, yeah, I think yeah. that like you know if we when we go out with cute couples they're like. <sighs> I don't know if they're okay. You know, so like, we're fine. We're fine. We just. Well, you guys
1: go out with us. We're not obnoxiously cute, are mm-hmm. we?
0: No, but you're probably like, when you're driving home, like, they argue all the time. It's like, no, I just no, assert no, that no, I'm we right talk, a lot. We go
1: back, I'm, I'm not <laughs> kidding. We, we have so few friends these days that we like actually go out and do stuff with because a lot of them have kids and whatnot. And so it's, you know, we're at people's houses versus like going to a restaurant. We try home, and both of us are like, we really love hanging out with them. We should do this a lot more often. So put it on the calendar. We need to do this more often.
0: Yeah, you we know. need to. We need opera season to be over.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, y'all need opera season to be over. We need opera season to pay rent.
0: So. <laughs> okay. All right. All so, right.
1: Like, eh, I know it is. Uh, you it need
0: is. to let Paul know that his job is getting in the way of uh, our social life.
1: <laughs> well, he's listening right now, so I'm sure he will have a. Uh, a perfect response for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we actually have a little bit of a break coming up because, strangely enough, the uh, the the NFL is taking over uh, the Wortham Center. Oh yeah, for the, the Super Bowl, the, the stupid bowl coming here. Yeah, the and, uh, Bowl of Super.
0: Beans. Yeah. Uh, yes.
1: Um, <laughs> so they're they're taking over, and they've had to like change up the, all of their rehearsal schedules and things like that. But he will actually be having double rehearsals. so a six-hour rehearsal on Super Bowl Sunday, which I think is ironic. That and is funny. Doesn't matter to any one of us because it's just Sunday. You know, we don't watch the sports ball.
0: So. Oh yeah, well, it's it's uh, my husband's team this year, so I'm sure I'll be watching yeah. it. Actually, yeah. wait, is it Monday? What day is it? It's this. No, Tuesday it's the week after next. Yeah. Yeah. No, I meant not, not what today Oh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well,
1: I was like, I, don't, I don't leave the house. Uh, no, I, no I, this, yeah. this weekend would be a bye week. Then, mm-hmm. you know, because they have a break beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And I know that because the Stupid X was a huge jock sports fan.
0: So. No, I I'll, I'll go to the football. I'll, I'll watch the football, but I'm not in love I with would
1: it. rather go to the football than watch the football on TV.
0: Oh, I like going. I really do.
1: I, okay. I enjoy most live sporting events much more than... Televised.
0: You want to try a uh, soccer game one of these days?
1: Yeah, I've never been to one of the, the
0: Dynamo know, we've games. We've got a huge stadium. It's beautiful. It's in I the, used to
1: really like the Astros games, but now I find them boring, and I spend the whole time panic that I'm going to get hit in the head with a baseball because <laughs> I won't be paying attention. Because <laughs> I won't be paying attention
0: <laughs> at all. You just got to be around a bunch of 12-year-old boys. They'll focus on it and catch the ball for you.
1: Well, or the, the last game I went to, and it may have been with y'all. Were y'all with me the, when that guy got hit in the head, like right in front of us?
0: Uh, I'm say guy, no. like, yeah. It may
1: may not have been with you. There, the last time I went to a game, or the last game I remember going to, the, the guy like three rows in front of us was this old man, and totally got creamed by a ball, like blood everywhere. I mean, the oh. whole thing. and I was like, I'm done. it. Right.
0: So. interesting. All right, yeah. Okay. Good time. Well, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about Rogue One.
1: We are, and we've we've. by the time this comes out here, we... It's been out gone. forever at this point. It's been out for a month yeah. at this point. And, you know, we have that no-spoiler policy for new things. Like, we don't want to be the dickheads that totally ruin it for you before you've even gotten a chance to see it. But it's been out for a month, and it's about to leave theater. so... Yep. that's on you. Uh, we've also seen there are so many recaps and synopsis and whatever out there, so we're not doing that. Yeah, we are going to assume if you're listening to our Rogue One episode that you have in fact seen it and are also interested in talking about things other than just a rehashing of the plot.
0: Yeah, but because we kind be of all caught it yeah. with this,
1: But that's that's not our fault. That's your fault. All right.
0: So you know, uh, one thing with Rogue One, uh, this. Uh, um this particular movie. It passed the Bechtel test. Very exciting. Yeah, it did. Yep. Very so, so did Force Awakens, might I, might I add.
1: You know, I'm I'm really very impressed with uh Star Wars and their new um new universe. You know, they had the extended universe that existed pre Disney buying out Lucasfilm because when that happened, basically they reset the canon for the universe. And it was the, the original films and the clone wars at that time. Like that was it. Everything else was out, including the Ewok movies and that horrible star Wars holiday special. But there were books upon books, dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds. I don't even know of star Wars books written by other people, you know, and they, they considered that an extended universe. Well, when they reset the canon they They started printing all of these new books that are all canon, <laughs> and I have read every one of them so uh i you wanted to talk about that
0: so yeah, I did want to talk about them, and unlike most of our listeners and I actually did not get into Star Wars until much later in life, and actually. It's almost like the extended universe is almost my first universe. You know, like we read the books mm-hmm. and I mean, I knew about the prequels. I watched them. I didn't pay much attention to them. I knew about the original series. I watched them, but didn't pay a lot of attention to it. But like Force Awakens, I really enjoyed. Um, the Rebels, I like. Um, uh, the uh, Clone Wars, I've liked. Is Clone yep. Wars still considered canon?
1: It is. <clears throat> Clone Wars is still canon. Rebels is canon. Um, Force Awakens obviously is canon. Yeah, and that all Dark Disciple that book had, that
0: we that we read was
1: really yes, good. That is canon as well. Um, the all of the books and things that were written, they weren't just thrown out. They were put into what they're calling Star Wars Legends. So it's
0: it may, it may not it not be actual. Like it's like Paul Bunyan.
1: Exactly. It's like think about how uh, in Force Awakens when Rey. And Finn are talking to Han Solo about the Jedi, and they were just like, I thought that was just a myth. So think about it, it's kind of like that. It's like Mm -hmm. this is where those stories have gone, and they've gone from you know, a dude who was a moisture farmer to this giant figure of a person who couldn't have possibly existed. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that went. But one of the most I one of the best Star Wars extended universe groupings of books that i had read were the thrawn series by timothy zahn um i don't have the dates in front of me on when that book was written did he just? i mean
0: did he write did he make up that person's name because it rhymed with his last name
1: (laughs) maybe um but he wrote uh, a trilogy the thrawn trilogy and then a hand of thrawn duology they came out after the fact And those books are fantastic. They are really, really well written. Those are the ones where you get uh, Mara Jade Skywalker, or she hasn't become Skywalker yet in these books, but that Mara Jade is the, you know, the wife will be wife of Luke Skywalker. And then where Han and Solo have Han and Leia, excuse me, Han and Leia have a set of twins named uh, Jason and Jaina, uh, I think. And I apologize, because I know our friend Cassie's sister is actually named after that. Oh, I thought character. she
0: was named Mara. I don't know why I thought that. Uh, I haven't no, no, met her, so... I think
1: so. it's Jaina. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so Jason and Jaina are the twins, and you know they, they're going through life, and Leia's becoming a, a Jedi-ish. She's still political, but she's still doing some, some minor Jedi training. The, the books are just really, really well-written. And it was a, it was kind of a crime against humanity that they that those books were cut out of canon because they are so beloved and so well-known that in Star Wars Rebels right now, if you yeah. are watching that show, you will see that they have actually brought the Thrawn character back. Mm-hmm. So he's in Rebels right now, which yeah. is
0: super cool. So is the Forrest Whitaker's character in Rogue One. Yes.
1: Well, Saul Gerrera first showed up in the Clone Wars. Uh, he was in an episode of that with his sister, and then he was in Rogue One, and then they kind of backtrack on the the most recent, I think, episode of Rebels, and they've got him kind of mid mid grade there. Yeah, so. they,
0: I didn't really. Uh, there wasn't a lot of story there with him in Rebels yet.
1: Nah, he's a dickhead.
0: But well, I, you got that impression from Rogue One, the movie, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, that was the whole point was that. Saw Gerrera and his sister were, you know, they were rebels, but they were being taught to be rebels, right? Like, they worked with um, uh, Rex or one of the, the clone troopers. Like, he had a group that actually helped train their cell to fight against the separatists that had invaded their home world. But his sister gets killed, at some point in, during the Clone Wars, and that turns him very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, when we see him with Rogue One, this is way in the future, and you can see, or it's, you know, like 20, 25 years in the future, you can see that the Rebel Alliance has completely cut ties with him because he's basically into guerrilla warfare and, like, really heinous war crimes things in the name of you know, the rebellion yeah. or, or just rebelling, not so much to be rebellion, just to rebel and to, you know, he does a lot of really nasty things. He kills a lot of innocent people and just, you know, chops it up to the cost of, of, of war, war basically. Mm-hmm. And so they have cut ties with him. So when we, when they bring Jen Erso in, she was basically raised by Saw Gerrera after her parents were, well, one killed, one taken so they're trying to get a, a meet and greet, if you will, uh, to try to get him back because I guess he you know he's the one who's getting this message from the imperial uh, trader mm-hmm. who the cargo pilot um, was the same uh, Bodie rook So they they need to get over there and they need to find out what this guy's got to say. Mm-hmm. But Saw is again he's very militant and he's very dangerous and. You know, he's not somebody you just walk up to because he'll clearly throw you in a cell and have some crazy monster read your mind to see if you're a liar or not.
0: And even if so, you still end up in the cell. You still up yeah. in
1: the cell and broken up. And they're like, "Well, he tells the truth, but eh, we already broke his spirit, so yeah." Mm-hmm. Again, some of those some of those tactics that may or may not be uh, considered all that great. Mm-hmm. Well, I- yeah. So we see we see those those guys, and then we also see. We don't really see necessarily, but there are certain people from like uh from Rebels and even from uh episode four that we do see popping through in this movie. Uh at one point Chopper, which is the droid the rebel's droid, he goes rolling through at uh Yavin four. Oh. And then you'll hear over a loudspeaker them calling for General Cindula. Well that's Harris Cendula who flies the ghost for the rebels. Yeah. So, um, and then we, we've also seen, we saw the you know the bad guys from the cantina scene on mm-hmm. Tatooine in the first movie. Yep. Uh, Dr. Ivanza and Ponda Baba, the walrus man guy. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they're there and I think they're there in Jeddah city or something. So they must have hopped a, a really quick freighter to Tatooine to go get their drink on at the cantina. Most nicely. Cause
0: yep. Yeah, I do like that cantina. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you I'm know serious? when I was I the kid, I that's th- the only thing I remember about the Star Wars series was the cantina. Oh, <laughs> killing me!
1: But no, that I heard somebody saying the other day, "What's your favorite music from all of the Star Wars, you know, series?" And I'm like, the cantina scene in Tatooine, of course, because who doesn't love that? It's it was like the Ewok song fun. at the end. Well, yeah, until they changed it. Yeah. They got rid of WubNub, and it was just a bunch of crap.
0: I think the original so. is found, because I think uh, Craig found it for his podcast. He, he did.
1: Yeah. I, remember, I remember actually commenting on his uh, his podcast, thank you for bringing
0: back the WubNub. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, speaking of uh, the going back to Rogue One and the Bechtel test, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't feel that, uh, uh, Jen, what got... Her Jin got the backstory that I really wanted, because mm-hmm. I didn't see why she was such a threat, even though she was in prison, and I didn't see why they saved her, and I know there's more story to that there, so I didn't there feel like is. she was there's developed prequel, that much. Yeah.
1: There is a prequel book that came out before Rogue One was released in theaters, and it's called Catalyst. But it's really not the story of Jen Urso. It's the story of Galen Urso and his family. Yeah. Um, so, she, I mean, cause she basically, spoilers, she basically, uh, gets taken away from them at a very young age. She's like, I don't know, four or five, six. I mean, she's mm-hmm. young. Yeah. And at the end of Catalyst, it's Saw Guerrera who comes and takes Galen and Lyra, her mother, and, and Jen off of, Coruscant and takes them to hide them because they realize that the empire is trying to use them to do something horrible because he's, he's actually thinking all this time that he's working on with these Kyber crystals uh, and he's doing all this really good work because they're trying to make a sustainable energy source for worlds that don't have like off worlds, like worlds that don't have money and, you know, that need that sort of, whatever
0: Use some like terraforming uh, and stuff
1: well not even just that just lights like electricity oh i see okay. like they you know again tatooine shuts down at dark you know they have no electricity after the generators go out and they're moisture farmers i mean they freaking farm for water so uh you know these are all underdeveloped worlds so th- think about it as is bringing clean water and energy to the third world country that's what he thinks he is doing uh-huh And he's got this big science brain and, you know, is a genius and has all of these awesome things. And Lyra is, she's not a Jedi, but she's kind of like, she's a force believer for sure. She's very in tune with nature and these Kyber crystals and they're working with these crystals. And and they power (coughs) the lightsabers, right? They power The Kyber crystals is what powers the Jedi lightsaber. And... There's another book that I think people really need to read Uh, if they watch the Clone Wars, but also just it's just another stop along the way to all this villain backstory that everyone's wanted. It's the book Ahsoka. And Ahsoka Tano was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker before he turned. She left the Jedi Temple before the Jedi massacre, purge, whatever you want to call it. So she wasn't a part of that. Uh, but there's some stuff in that that kind of explains the difference uh, between a dark side wielder's lightsaber, they're always red, and why they're red. So I don't want to spoil that book for anybody, but it's, it's a very good read. I would definitely go with that. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're working with these kyber crystals and they're being led astray by Orson Krennic, who is telling them, oh yeah, you're doing this clean energy program. Uh, and then they basically find out that that's not it at all, that they're you know looking to build this giant weapon, and he doesn't want to be a part of any of that. And so uh Guerrero is the one who takes them off-world and hides them, and mm-hmm. he's also the one that they call to come rescue Jen uh, once they're found. Basically. I
0: gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. So, I'm
1: not trying to get off Yeah, well, I've just,
0: you know, things. I mean, in the movie itself, I mean, if I was judging it by um, that two hours or two and a half hours, mm-hmm. that would be the limitation there, right? That Jen is not, a uh, Jen, Jen, right? Jen,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that she's not fully developed. I don't know why I'm supposed to care about her. And I at the end, I didn't really care about her that much. It was everybody yeah. else's story got developed. You got to see... Oh, you know, the one guy. What was his name? What was that second guy's name?
1: This is something I've written down about a lot of these books that are in between kind of filler books or backstory books. It's really, really hard, I think, to develop a give a shit attitude about a lot of these characters, because if I've never heard of them before, they're probably going to die. You know, this is is just what What, I'm... Well, what was the
0: second character's name? I forgot his name.
1: Uh, Cassian Andor.
0: Okay, so, with the exception of his name, he really was developed well, I think, that you got to see that he was doing some things, that, you know, he had enough of a backstory so that you could see that he well, was, and uh, the
1: problem with Jen is that she is, she is very angry, and there is a book, there's the Rogue One book, uh, that came out after the movie came out, and it's, it's got a lot more detail in it, as books do, um, it's also got a lot of boring bureaucratic paperwork stuff, like slid in memos and things like that. But they do help a little bit more of the understanding, and there is some more information, uh, flashback type things. About yeah, I saw. think th- I
0: think that flashbacks would have helped me um, uh, relate to her more.
1: Well, I think from what I understand that you know again this she's a real bitch throughout the whole book right yeah. like I think they had to try to make her likable yeah, I got that impression that TV. they
0: softened her up for the for the final movie
1: they had to go back and reshoot a lot yeah, of this movie
0: but so. they, they, they reshoot all these things all the time it's not like well, it, well
1: they I'm do sure. but I, again the, the book her is much more I don't really give a crap I'll go live off and you know hide by myself hell I'll go back to prison you know it's better than this and you know, she's very, very cynical and it's not until she kind of breaks with the hologram, seeing her father and realizing that, you know, he really wasn't a traitor. He was, yes, he was there and he was doing the work, but he was doing it because he knew that they would do it anyway. And he was also doing it so that he could sabotage it somehow and try to make things right. Uh so I think she kind of broke at that point, and we see a little bit more of a human coming out instead of just a monster bitch face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, what I really liked about this story because I, I like the I love the characters, especially Cassian and uh, Chirut Imwu and Baze, Malbus, the the guardians of the Wills or whatever they're called. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I really like all of these characters, and it's funny because in the movie they. Almost tried to make it where there would have been a kiss at the end, or I really would like, have been
0: disappointed. I think,
1: yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's the thing. The book, the book is interesting because it it really shows that Cassian is not like he's in love with her or that he's got goo goo eyes for her. He starts to really respect her for how strong she is, how much she's had to put up with and go through, but also how much she could inspire other people, you know, to do these really dangerous, basically suicide missions, like with a smile on their face and be happy to follow her. So it was much more of an admiration. And then I think as you know, he's like falling off of things, he's probably going, you know, if she wasn't such a bitch face, we could probably, you know, have something going on. But, you know, I like that they didn't do that. It's like, this is, they've got, you know, a week to get all this crap done. There's no time for that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I
1: think it would have done a disservice to what needed to be done, which was getting those damn Death Star plans to you know Obi Wan or to whoever, yeah. so that they could do something with it. Uh, yeah. No. So,
0: well, I felt I, I felt this movie was the prequel that I didn't know I wanted. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. didn't feel yeah. like I needed one. I just I thought I was going to get a standalone story between you know episodes three and four. And I was shocked, shocked when it became such a, just a cohesive part of the whole order, right?
1: Well, what's what's really interesting is this is like, basically the first live action Star Wars movie that didn't open with a crawl. Yeah. All of the other ones, the, the Clone Wars movie did not. The TV show did, but the movie did not, but that's animated. But what's really interesting, if you look at the crawl from the original episode four, the, the original star Wars from 1977, that crawl is the entire synopsis of rogue one,
0: mm-hmm. which is cool.
1: So, which is cool. And and it's funny because all of these other things that we're seeing are either in, you know, even with rebels and things like that, they're in kind of a, a semi distant past or they're in kind of a future limbo. This is like three days before, those droids crash land on Tatooine and the whole story begins.
0: Oh, I know. And that's you know, what's this, so cool at scary. the end. Yeah. It's, yeah you yeah. know, when we, see, when we see Princess Leia, we're like, holy shit, this happened right then. Oh, yeah. okay. By the way, in that same scene, Darth Vader kicking ass, walking down that hallway. I was oh, yeah. like, this is the villain I always wanted him to be. Yeah. Right? He was well, awesome. Really
1: good. What, what I think is really good is, like, even even Orson Krennic in this, who I hate, he's such a d- just deplorable douchebag, he, the Star Wars universe creates these amazing villains that aren't just, like, these weird cackling bad guys. They actually make you uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is, like, they are really good at making someone really bad. And I love the scene with uh, Darth Vader uh, on Mustafar with Krennic, where Mm -hmm. he's basically trying to, you know, because, okay, there's a book that came out. Now I'm going to kill myself for not remembering which one. There is a book that came out that is one of these prequel books that is basically Darth Vader and Tarkin take a buddy trip across the galaxy. All right. And it's a good book. It's really entertaining. But so if you've read that, you understand that there's actually a very close working relationship between Governor Tarkin and Darth Vader. You see him on the Death Star working together, but, you know, you don't really understand the relationship fully. So it's it's very interesting to see that. And but then to see him almost crack a joke while he's force choking this guy (laughs) in the middle of his castle was kind of awesome. Because it's really an Anakin Skywalker thing to do. Yeah. You know, know? like...
0: Yeah, I got that. Vader. Yeah, I got l- that. Later though, Vader
1: was way too serious. Like, this yeah. guy...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you shouldn't choke on your aspirations. I mean, it's...
0: it's yeah. It's clever. And, I like that's, him, so. and that's how he... You know, it's
1: Anakin. Yeah.
0: Spe- speaking of that, you know, what about the ethical issues with, like, recreating Tarkin?
1: Yeah, I've got that written down. And, you know... I mean, Peter Cushing has been dead since 1994. That's Mm -hmm. when he passed away. He is a... He was a pivotal role in this, you know, happenings, seeing how he basically absconds with the Death Star, just takes it over. (laughs) Screw you, I'm taking your car. Um, I don't know. I I think they did it really well.
0: They did. He did have kind of, you know, his eyes didn't... Smile yeah. with it. Well, I mean, he didn't smile, it but you know how, smile. like, you can see people, what people are thinking yeah. a little bit by their eyes, and you didn't see that. That's probably impossible to capture, but.
1: That is impossible to capture. But well, I they capture the it in, in is... Planet
0: of the Apes it Yeah. yeah. The yeah. new one, obviously. Yeah. Or, um, <laughs> not, not, the, not the other one with the. Or the, or the one with Mark <laughs> yeah.
1: and No, I think. I think they did a good job of what they did. Um, He's really not, they don't show him as prominently in the movie. Well,
0: I don't think he was essential to the movie
1: in the book. He is Mm -hmm. because he is very deviously trying to upstage Krennic and he pretends he's giving all this information to the emperor when he's clearly not. It's very much that bitch that stole your job at work. You know what I mean? Like, the one that you thought was on your side for a while, and then you realize that they're just out to screw you every time you turn around.
0: Yeah, that
1: was that was Harkins' role, uh-huh. and in the book, it's much more pronounced. But I think they did a respectable job of putting him in, showing what they needed to, but not overdoing it so that it became a a gag, or yeah, just something that didn't make sense and was was not good.
0: Well, I, I know- liked. The, oh, I
1: liked the Carrie Fisher CGI at the end. Oh,
0: it was so like. That you know. was
1: done with her permission. And her and
0: she was also blessing. alive at the time. And she now was. it even is so much harder to see because you just see this like angel because she was kind of like had that glow about her, right? Yeah. She was like almost, she, I know she was not a hologram, but she really felt like it because they really had her glowing kind of bright. They had a lot of illuminator on her. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's uh, now I, it's really hard to watch, but it was... Yeah. It was well, it was we went, beautiful. We then. went
1: back this past week with my dad to go watch it because he hadn't seen it yet, and that was it was so hard. oh yeah, right. even though it's just you know two seconds at the end, mm-hmm. but he also uh, Jimmy Smiths is uh, obviously her dad in, mm-hmm. in the movie. and you know he's talking about like there's no one I would trust more oh, to I go know. on this mission mm-hmm. to go get obi-wan. And they end up with the plans because their ship was actually broken. They don't talk about that much in the
0: movie. Yeah, like I broken. heard about that. And, yeah, shi-
1: yeah, their ship was broken, and they kind of fixed it at the last second. You see them with this mad rush to get these plans out, and then boom, hop out into hyperspace.
0: Yeah, interesting. Well, I did, yeah. I did like her there, but you know, the Screen Actors Guild, you know, they made them put uh, Peter Cushing's uh, name in there because. I guess during um, oh I forgot the guy's name who's da- Did the he da- die again No no not him no but it's it's required because of back to the future and the like the second back to the future and then the guy that played Marty McFly's dad what is his name Crispin Glover Yes so I guess they use somebody else for him. And just put a mask on him to kind of make him look the same. And yeah. he, he, they got their asses sued. You know, you can't do so, use somebody yeah. else's likeness.
1: Well, I, I yeah. would assume that they would have had to go through his estate or whoever.
0: To, yeah. Well, his, his name isn't like he's the actor. Like, that's who played this character, you know, even though there was somebody underneath it. Um, well, if you look, yeah. if
1: you look in IMDB, the person that they have listed... As Governor Tarkin is a is a person named Guy Henry, mm-hmm. which is the guy who was under the CGI face with all
0: uh, the with dots all over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So brilliant. Yeah. So I I don't know if he was necessary, but um, you know, he was necessary
1: to the story. Um, and I think it probably would because he's such a he was such a staple in that original movie. I, I think it would have been worse to try to recast
0: him. I didn't, and have yeah, someone else i just him. I just didn't know if they they could just refer to him by name or see him in shadow or something. I don't know if no, I liked uh, it, yeah,
1: they almost needed to do more with him. I understand why they didn't, but you don't really get the level of his deviousness you know without him and and it still wasn't really there because it's kind of played off as you know oh Vader called blah blah blah, well, he called because. You know, he's the lapdog of Tarkin at this point, and they're buddies, and they're trying to take over the Death Star so that they can gain the approval of the Emperor. Yeah, and this guy's middle management; and he just got caught in the crossfires with the big bads trying to,
0: yeah, s- you know, kiss some ass. So. You know, I, I did like that the, the movie was kind of a war movie, right? And yeah. you kind of forget that. And I, I recall forgetting it when watching A New Hope or Episode 4 or the original, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, um, that it is a war movie until I kind of bring this one in and kind of pull it full circle that, yeah, that was a, like, you know, a rebellious act. I mean, obviously, I knew it was a war movie, but it almost was kind of... I don't well, know. But again, it, it wasn't was, campy, it was Luke, but it wasn't, it
1: was Luke and Obi-Wan coming into a war. Like mm-hmm. they were not a part of it. It was not a part of their life. So when you're watching the beginning of it, you do kind of forget because it's just this starting to be a coming of age type of thing. And then all of a sudden, Oh my God, we've just shown up in the middle of, you know, the death star. We've just accidentally popped into the worst place in the galaxy at this exact moment. And then it becomes, you know, a big battle. But yeah. I will say, there's something that I love uh, in the movie when they are at the Battle of Scarif, and they're flying around, and they've got Red Squadron, Gold Squadron, Blue Squadron. Um, is that we see the death of Red Five?
0: Oh yeah, right? yeah. Because when and everybody Red... in the in the movie theater was like, "Huh," and then, "Oh," and
1: Paul and I looked at each other, we're like, "I see a job opening," <laughs> because that was that was what Luke's call sign became yeah. in that movie. Yep. He just took Red's Red Five spot because he died two days earlier. I don't yep. even know how they got him a new plane. You know. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about the time frame, all of this happened. These two movies. Let's talk about a week and a half.
0: Maybe. Oh, I, I I assumed it was like the day before or two, two well, or three days before. Well, yes. it was a
1: couple of days because they had to take well, to, got go the data to into, get she, her off the present planet and bring yeah. her back to Yavin 4. And then they had to go to Jeddah, and they had to go through going to whatever the other place was where her dad was. And they had to go back to Yavin 4 and then they go to Scarab. So I, I'm thinking like a week. Well, know, I was like thinking that here.
0: by that time, the plans would have been in R2-D2. Uh, and so they would have I, been I separate. Like at that a, point, it would have separated the two between the two. But uh, who knows? It doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: yeah. It doesn't matter. No, but I'm saying between you know because again, from the time when R two gets the plans to when he meets Luke is a day and a half. Oh, I well, no, but the
0: but uh, well, we saw R two. Oh well, we didn't see R two get the plans. You're right.
1: No, no, you just no. he get he doesn't get the plans until the next movie. Yeah, although uh, that brings up a really good thing because if you're gonna watch this movie and then immediately go watch episode four, which I have been meaning to do, but have not yet done. It does create a really interesting, weird plot thing in episode four, because they're talking about having their first test of the station. Right. Mm -hmm. And we want to attack the rebel base. So tell us where it is. I'm not telling you where it is. Oh, wait, it's on time to do that. No, that's okay. We're going to blow up Alderaan anyway. But in Rogue One, they have already destroyed Jetta City and. Yeah, but they only most, destroyed the city, scary. so it
0: wasn't a full test, right?
1: I still think they take Scarab out pretty good.
0: Yeah. So well, I, 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 I know, but I can understand that, like, that's why they stopped it from being a major test. I'm, You know, I they honestly know. don't think that this is worth nitpicking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think it's a nitpick. I think it's just an interesting little thing. Because, again, when you're making prequel movies or. Backstory movies, you know, you know, it's a butterfly effect.
0: Well, we're going to change this, and then, well, this. Oh, I th- sense. but I thought of anything. This really filled in a lot of the gaps, especially the, you know, the obvious loophole in the um, Death Star. Right. Yeah. So that was that was particularly cool. I thought.
1: Yeah, um, it was really nice. I liked it.
0: So my favorite part of the movie was K two S O.
1: Loved him. I loved him so much. Alan Tudyk.
0: I promise Uh, you that if I were a uh, robot, I would have that personality. (laughs) Yeah, I would too. I have that personality now and I'm not a robot. I know. Couldn't you imagine how awesome we'd be with all these facts and figures behind us?
1: I'm telling you. And the ability to just slap somebody and say, Shut your mouth and then being sarcastic totally like oh i should have stayed way. in
0: the truck then or you know not the truck obviously the ship just- you
1: wanted me to stay in the ship i'll go to the ship <laughs> but yeah that was alan tudyk from firefly i yep. uh, played wash if, uh mm-hmm. anybody's not familiar with who he is uh and apparently he just improv a lot of his stuff and from what i've read this really really pissed off anthony daniels who plays c3p oh did it one because uh, he got to do all of that robot work. Most of the robot work, if not all of it, is motion capture. So he was in a leotard. With oh yeah, because I don't think his is.
0: legs would actually held up his body if well, they were well, human. About that his neck. Yeah, his neck
1: was a stick. You know, you can't you can't do that with a human really very well. Uh, so he was he was annoyed because you know through all of these movies that C three PO has been in. And he has been in every single one of them. Anthony Daniels has. He's the only actor who has appeared in all seven, now eight, of these films. Is that he had to be put into that metal costume and has gotten hurt and fallen over and had all sorts of problems with it. So, basically, he went up at the end of the the premiere and told Alan Tudyk, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: the story. Yeah. Well, he's... um, uh, Anthony Daniels is adorable. Like, he, he was he in, um, uh, he was at Dallas Fan Days, and he, you just, you cannot stop laughing because, like, he's always, that's how he talks. He's just like, yeah. everything's just like, oh, and, you know, and uh, let me tell you about this. This really pissed me off and stuff, and, and but you know, mm-hmm. it's comical how he's saying it. You know, he doesn't really seem like he's holding grudge.
1: Well, it's you can't- also because he's got this this adorable little accent going on. Yeah. And so it's really hard to almost take him serious. Oh, like, you know, at I the end of the day,
0: pissed. yeah, at the end of the day, you're like, ribs hurt laughing so hard because of how funny he is. He's like a one-man show. Like, you just wind him oh, up yeah. and let him go. I've
1: watched a lot of his yeah. interviews and especially the Star Wars celebration ones where they bring him in and they talk to him. And he's he's just amazing. Yeah. We, um, we,
0: we actually got to meet him because we went to breakfast at the same place.
1: Very nice. Very exciting, very nice. yeah. We well, I saw I saw a meme that came out shortly after, and it was really funny, uh, I thought, because it, it showed a picture of C-3PO, and it says, tells you the odds of survival, or tells you the odds of dying, because he has anxiety. Like, he tells you this because he's nervous. And then it's just K-2SO. It says, shows you the odds of dying because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we're at... The odds of 22% dying.
0: Well, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we're at the odds of 36.
1: Or, you know, I don't know. Yeah,
0: my favorite part was I was like, would you like to know the probability of her turning on us and killing us all? (laughs) It's high. (laughs) It's very high. Very high.
1: (laughs) yeah it was really good but he just turned out to be one of those characters that you really love and when he bites it at the end
0: oh Oh, that was that was heartbreaking it was hard so
1: hard oh so hard yeah
0: and i had like Uh, he had so much more personality than like some of the other characters i was had a tougher time with him and then mm -hmm. dying than i should have i think jen yeah yeah (laughs)
1: I mean yeah and yeah. and I'm going to also fully admit this has nothing to do with that but uh it took me a good way through the movie to really put together the holy city of Jeddah
0: and the Jedi like I did, Oh yeah because and the fallen Jedi there right that's where the Yeah big, like yeah. I
1: didn't I mean that was like one of the big temples that was the, that's the whole that's the Mecca that's the holy city where everyone goes to make their pilgrimage and that's the believers are the believers in the force and the Jedi way, and, and, and it it took me far too long in that to put the two. Like I think they were blowing it up by the time I kind of went, oh, Jedi, Jedi, got it. <laughs> I, uh, but there, uh, when they when they go to Jeddah, we meet these uh, Guardians of the Wills. So we have uh, was it Chirrut way and Baze Malbus,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and they are. They're the protectors of the Jedi Temple, this ancient, holy temple, and they are fucking badass. So, Jared Mway is the blind mm-hmm. one, but who can still see and hear and kicks every stormtrooper's ass with a stick. Yep. And then we have Baze, which is actually another one of the Guardians who has kind of lost faith a little bit. Used to be like the biggest zealot of all of them, but has kind of lost the faith, but he's kind of...
0: So, did you read that in the book? Because I didn't get that impression at all.
1: It's all in the book.
0: Yeah, because it was There's like because I didn't get the impression that he ever had faith or was ever is no, that he was. He I did. just thought he only had faith in his little friend. There,
1: they actually talk about it. I think very, very briefly when they are imprisoned by Sal Guerrera um, before they find the pilot in the next cell. Oh, I see. They basically say that he was the he was the biggest believer of them all, uh, but he lost faith. But he never lost faith in Chirrut, and he kind of, you know, bonded himself together with him and was a protector for him. But also, just you know, everybody needs a friend. So, mm. but they they were just really cool characters.
0: Oh, I, I really, I liked I, I did. I like the character, and I like the idea that you know, you know, he can be blind, but since he's with, you know, he's force sensitive, he can survive yeah. very easily. Um, well, and
1: he's also like he he knows about Jen's necklace, which. He wouldn't have been able to see even if he had eyes, yeah. the, the hyper crystal necklace. He can feel it in the force around Cassian when he's about to go sniper off uh, Galen Urso. you know, does he look mm-hmm. like a good man? Does he look like a killer? That's yeah. what he says. Does he look like a killer? Because he has the, the aura of the force of someone who was about to go yeah. murder someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were they were really neat. And that I think those two were fleshed out in the book so well. So I highly recommend I listen to it. I didn't read it. I, I have it, but I, I just we had the audio book. So,
0: yeah, it, it'd be nice read to it. get more of the backup on this. So I keep saying I want to wait for the extended edition DVD like DC <laughs> likes to do. But um, uh, perhaps I should read the book.
1: Yeah, Star Wars doesn't always do the big extended thing. And not until six years down the road when you've already bought six different copies of it. So read the book. Um, We did the same thing with The Force Awakens. There was a book that came out for that. And it really tried to give you a little bit more insight. And
0: from what I hear, that the books that are based on the movies are far superior than the sequels to the movies that they do just to sell you a damn book. Like the um, uh, Catalyst had, or it was it Catalyst that was the one before Force Awakens, or was it before no. Rogue One?
1: No. Uh. One well, of there's several. There's aftermath and yeah,
0: bloodline. Yeah, that's there's, what I'm thinking. Aftermath. There's ones that are made that are just supposed to lead right up to the movies, and there was one right. that was right up to uh, episode seven, and apparently it was a piece of shit. And then um,
1: the Chuck wielding books or whatever they are, the yeah. the aftermath series. There's two of them so far, and there's a third one coming out this spring, maybe next month. I'm not sure. Um, the first one is. It's terrible if you read it. It's terrible. The audiobook's a little bit better, um, but it, it introduces an interesting cast of characters, and I really like them. The second book is called Life Debt, and that one is talking about freeing the Wookiees on
0: Kashyyyk. So, well, that uh, went. So that wasn't a prequel of a prequel. You know, it wasn't leading up to an episode. Those episode? the one that
1: lead up. There's three of them that lead up to that.
0: Okay, so um, I'm, the one I'm thinking of is the one that was released Bloodline. in November before the December 18th Force Awakens that was release. It. That was it, Aftermath. Yeah, yeah, Aftermath, I heard, sucked.
1: Yeah, Aftermath sucks. Yeah. Bloodlines is good. Bloodlines is one that is told from the perspective of Leia. Yeah. Uh, and it it's uh, 20 years after the Battle of Endor, so still a good 10 years before force awakens but it basically shows yeah, so, the birth yeah. of the resistance
0: yeah that's not the one yeah I w- i'm just referring to the ones that they just are releasing just to try and get people that are hyped up to wait for the movie to come out next month to get them to read the books and apparently both of them are, were not good
1: i don't know i've read all, every one of the books that's come out and there were some that were better than others mm-hmm. um there are some that are way better than others
0: uh, but I have them all on my, audio, my Audible and I never read them because my husband was like, no they're awful. No,
1: I'll, I'll go through my list and tell you
0: which ones you need to read. Yeah, uh, well, one of these things. Okay, so I Catalyst I, is, I Catalyst is the new one. I didn't Tarkin at all.
1: Um, I did yeah. not think I would like Tarkin at all, but it was actually a much more insightful book than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because I was like, why should I care? You know, <laughs> he mm-hmm. died in the first movie. Why do I care? And then I realized why I should care.
0: Yeah. So, Aftermath was the one that came out right before Force Awakens. And then yep. um, Catalyst is the one that came out right before uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. And so, those ones I hear are just kind of money grabs. They don't
1: Catalyst have- was, was good, I think. It gave you. Maybe if I'd read it after I saw the movie, I would have been a little bit more impressed with it just because it would have been giving me that backstory I was searching for on new characters. Uh huh. But it's, 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 I mean, it's all right. And even the Rogue One book is a little more military-grade than novelization, if that makes any sense at all. Mm -hmm. It was kind of much more just a journal of these people that are going on there, you know, kamikaze-run kind of
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's been been a a lot of of extended... There's been a lot of extended universe books that are excellent. Yes. You know, like I've yeah. mentioned that Dark Disciple one I just loved. I just was... Well,
1: no, Dark bit... Disciple is part of the... is canon. It's new.
0: I uh, did I, I meant it's that it was canon. canon. Like, I meant the newly released yeah. extended universe. It's still... Ex- it's released last year. It's new. That is new. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, when true. I'm referring to it as the extended universe, I'm referring to it as the canon extended universe. That's all I've read. We'll
1: just call it the universe.
0: Okay. Because it
1: gets confusing. Because there's an all extended right. universe that doesn't exist. There's the legends that is what the extended universe used to be. And now there's filler.
0: All right. That's what okay. all these
1: other new books
0: are. So I will make sure to use your terminology. <laughs> That's like I yelled at somebody at my office for saying stock. You know, they were like... Mm. You know, I need to bring this into for stock. And I'm like, shit, no, that's a supply. You don't need to bring that. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, are you going to sell it? And he's like, no. And I said, let's just stop calling it stock then.
1: <laughs> it's a material. Yeah,
0: it's, I mean, if it's a cleaning supply, it's called a cleaning supply.
1: You're know, like you have clearly never done a schedule C on your taxes because we have our goods and materials to produce items, and then we have our actual items that we sell. Exactly, one is taxed one way, one is sold the other way.
0: So. Uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, that's, all right, like, that just went a... a real nerdy place. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right. All right let okay. Me see. Let me
1: let me just say, I think that okay, the, I will say that the the Rogue one book does a much better job of the debt of everyone in the series that dies in this show. Okay. Because in the movie, they just kind of die, yeah. right? You know, Jarrett goes out and he flips the switch and then he gets taken down and, uh, Baze goes out and he does what he does and he takes some of them down and then he gets taken down. And then Orson Krennic, we just have to assume actually dies when the thing explodes because they didn't finish him off. And I felt like the book actually kind of does a very, very, Michael Crichton thing of the last thing they thought or saw before they died was and it was a little bit more of a personal closing
0: oh, for okay. each of the
1: people, which I thought was really well done. It's very hard to do that in a movie. Yeah, scene, so I be. get why they don't do it. Yeah. But I I thought that Orson Krennic's death was underwhelming and he should have been made to suffer a whole lot more than he was. Well, I mean, yes, being blown up sucks a lot, but it's pretty know, fast. Yeah it is and our heroes were blown up as well so it's kind of a eh, kind of ending there like he really needed to fall in the lava of Mustafar or something like that's the ending you want for a guy like him
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right i want to talk about uh the new uh what we have had leaked about it's not leaked i guess it was probably tactfully released yeah it's an announcement Yeah, okay, so it was released um, Mm -hmm. about um, uh, Episode 8. Yep. And um, it's called The Last Jedi. Yes. It's also, and this is what I found quite interesting, the font was red.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that the logo on that is red instead of yellow. Everything Uh else is yellow. Um, And the other thing that I think is very interesting is that the word Jedi can be both singular and plural. So are we talking about the last Jedi one person? Are we talking about the last Jedi stand of Jedi's? You know what I mean? Like okay. kind of a so that's a it's an interesting way to look at it. But I also saw uh, you know, these damn memes come out faster than we can even get on to record. Yeah. The one that was like, uh episode seven, The Force Awakens, Episode eight, The Last Jedi, Episode Nine, We found another Jedi. <sighs> so <laughs> Which, you know, probably will be the name, the working name for that yeah. title. So
0: that was interesting. I was wondering, you know, uh, what uh, what we thought about because I didn't. Uh, Empire have a red font? No. You know, I have to go back and look. I was thinking
1: that it might it might have because I, I also
0: yeah because somebody was I. Th- this is the only thing I did see on the internet is that the red fonts are when Skywalkers die. Well. But, you know, yeah. that's it. so you have to count Anakin. Um, but
1: no Skywalker died in Empire.
0: Uh, Darth Vader died.
1: Not in Empire. He died in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Empire's the third, the second movie.
0: Maybe it was It'll Return be. of the Jedi that was read then. I don't and know. That's what
1: I was kind of thinking as well, but... I, I I've know. got we'll some... Happen.
0: All right, uh... All right, What's Star Wars these? nerds, get on it! I'm. Curious. I would just say
1: that when I looked at it, what I saw was the Stranger Things logo.
0: It does so, look like that. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: So. all right. Okay. I don't know. So what, what uh, else? What else do we got? Any exciting things that you're excited about for extend the extended universe? Or
1: I'm just excited in general. I mean, I'm I'm happy with what was done with Rogue One. I don't have complaints about it. Where
0: is it in your scheme of movies? I mean, Gimples. Well, I mean, I think everybody made it better than the prequels.
1: You know what? I really, I really liked it. And it, it was one of those movies that I probably could have just watched and thought, huh, standalone. Cool. But because it led directly into handing off the plans to princess Leia, who's going to be caught in 45 minutes when her, you know, where a cruiser runs out of gas um, it, it was good I really liked it and I think it kind of still felt reminiscent of the time of New hope like it wasn't so you know that was that was my biggest complaint with the prequels was they were like the technology and everything that they were using not just what we're filming with but what they were using was so much more advanced than 30 years later, you know? And this felt like it was in the right time frame, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it did, yeah. So, I I don't know. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it was my favorite, because I doubt that I'll watch it 75 billion times, like I have the original trilogy and have started to with The Force Awakens. Um,
0: So you you didn't like it better than Force Awakens? I think I might have liked it better than Force Awakens.
1: No, because I think, I think Ray is a much more likable character and it has all the original characters. You know, the only characters in Rogue One that we've actually seen before really was like Mon Mothma and then Jamie Smiths. Uh, Jimmy Smith and then R2-D2 and
0: C-3PO. Well, uh, I'll tell you, my, um, my hero of the movie was K2SO, so, so I've you know, like it's. I, I understand that, and I, I, I thought that it was very poignant, because we knew they were all going to die, and that they yeah. did. It wasn't, they didn't try and blow smoke up your ass, you know what I mean? No. no. Uh, I did and I did enjoy that.
1: that. And and actually, bringing up K2 again, uh, we have decided that we are going to do a robot episode mm-hmm. coming up soon. It's not going to be, like, next week, because, you know, we've got to space this shit out. But I, we want to compare and contrast robots across entertainment. And droids, androids, because I'd put yeah. data from Star Trek in there and talk about him, too.
0: Yeah. So. In, any artificial so intelligence, I think I'm going to include in there. Um, so send us a tweet with your favorite robot.
1: Yeah. Let yeah. us know who it is so we can, we can make sure and talk about him, give you guys a shout out. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see... We do have the new Han Solo movie that comes out next year. Mm -hmm. So this year we have episode 8 coming out. 2018, we will have the new Han Solo standalone movie. Um,
0: I wonder if they're going to do anything to try and digitally uh, change his face a little. To make it look a little more like Harrison Ford's. Because they can do that. They did it on uh, Looper, remember, with... um,
1: they can, but, you know, they also did it on Twilight with that freaky-ass baby. So, it, you know, it doesn't always
0: go well. Well, I mean, Twilight I didn't yes. have any freaking funding. They knew they were going to make a billion dollars. They didn't need to bother with, you know, money. <laughs> all they need, all they had to spend on money was on a blowout. Like, all, that's all she had to do was go to the spa. <laughs> I want a blowout, <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, we'll see. And I like that they have uh, cast... Um, Shit. Glover.
0: Oh yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm more excited about him than I am the, the new guy, but I don't know yeah. that much about him. Um, he was oh, well, he me, was in um tell you. Hail Caesar Donald
1: Glover. Sorry, that was his name. Yeah.
0: Brain fart What it is um that
1: Aiden or Alden or whatever yeah. his name is that's playing Han Solo. I, I just realized the other day I was at my sister's house and um that beautiful creatures movie was on. Yeah, same kid. Oh, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, he's terrible in this. Oh, god." Yeah, but that's but that's know. that's, that's not really not his better. fault,
0: but because uh, he was in Hail Caesar. The problem is he had to play like this bad actor in Hail Caesar, and uh, so yeah. it was kind of hard. But I I thought he did a good job. Um, the problem is is like looking at him, I don't see Han Solo. So figure out we a don't way now, around that. But yeah. we might then it it could yeah. happen. It could happen because like People I didn't look right at him. um you know um. Amadala, what is her name? The Natalie re- Portman. Yeah. And see um, you know, Jackie O, but look at that. Right? Yeah. yeah. It happens. Yep. So
1: It happens. And then there's ones you know are gonna fail, like anything that uh, uh Lindsay Lohan has done since nineteen ninety
0: nine. I didn't even know she's still in stuff.
1: Uh she was in some kind of biopic and now I can't remember.
0: Oh, uh, who's she's who's- in Sharknado. Oh, well,
1: yeah. watch that.
0: I never watched it, but that's I know that she was in that.
1: Yeah, so. so, I think that's all I've oh, got. Oh, wait, no, that was Tara right Reed,
0: now. Huh? That was With Tara Then Reed. Reed. I
1: get them mixed but, up. Like, so was Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton and Ann Wheaton had a cameo in Sharknado, so. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, so, do you have anything else on Star Wars? Because I have some other segments that I wanted to No, no, mean, I don't have anything left. All right, well, you know, we've had different segments on our show over time. We've had our Bitch of the Week, and we've had our Out of Context Internet comments, and I want to start bringing those back Because we've just We run out of time And have gotten away from them uh, And we're also going to introduce A new one Tonight yeah. mm-hmm. um, But let's start Do you have a bitch of the
0: week? Kind of Okay It's really so generic it. Birds Birds are my bitch of the week They are okay. everywhere Birds. And they, they shit all over them. everything They're And they're creepy I don't know why well, people enjoy them. Of them I do not know why people That's enjoy them awesome.
1: <laughs> Thank okay. you. You were the first person I've ever talked to besides myself who fucking hates birds. I hate
0: birds. Like, even, like, the birdhouse at the zoo. I don't care that they're, like, weird oh, okay. and exotic. I'm and- like, no, it's a no, birds. No.
1: Oh, my God. We went to, uh, we were trying to go to, I don't know, if it was a Walmart or Target one day. And it was, yeah you know, this time of year. because
0: Oh, was the dark, crackles or early. whatever. Is that the crackles? Is that what they're called? The black yeah. ones? The, the black ones? The crackles are...
1: I got attacked by a fucking grackle. Those They're things are crazy. Bastard.
0: They are crazy. I don't know.
1: But there were a hundred thousand birds in that parking lot. And I just told Paul, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I am not getting out of this car. We are leaving. I saw the birds. Uh-uh. Well, <laughs> I've yeah. been attacked by one of those birds. I remember getting mm-hmm. off the I was getting off the bus, a uh, commuter bus coming home after work one day, and all of a sudden I got hit in the head by something that felt like someone had thrown a softball at me. Until it flapped its wings and flew away. It was a fucking bird flew into the back of my head I, on purpose because it was a dick.
0: This time of year, they're everywhere. Like the 610 59, or at 610 Westheimer exit, there's yep. thousands and thousands everywhere. and thousands oh of them. And you
1: they're know. always up on the power lines and mm-hmm. watch them. When they're up on those power lines, the one thing I find fascinating is they always seem to be sitting... An equal distance apart.
0: I know it's crazy. You know? Like, and as but soon as I, one I of them flies in, they all kind of move a little bit.
1: They do, they do. And I figured it out. It's wingspan. Yeah, I to be able to get off of that thing. But I will tell you, I was, I was a young kid, and I remember, you know, hearing all of the birds fly south for the winter. I'm like, not our birds. And then I went, oh wait, we are south.
0: Yeah. yeah. Then when I was <laughs> I, when I was moving here, I said, do birds fly south there? And and uh, Craig's like, yep. They fly south They here. fly right to us, yes. Yeah, and and go. it's like, but I thought they would keep going, like it would just be certain yeah. times, but like, no, they stop. They hang out here until February, and then they leave again. Yeah. Weird. Weird yeah. as I shit. birds. Oh, they're yeah. awful. They're awful, and they're loud. Yeah. So. Well, they're just creepy. I don't know. I just they got that like weird birds. eye on the side of their head. Dirty. They're just They're it's just dirty. weird. They carry disease. Exactly. They're just flying rats. I know. Yeah. They don't call it bird flu because it's cleanly. You know, it's, it's cleanly clean. a word. <laughs> cleanliness. Uh, yeah. It's clen- yeah. It's cleanliness. Cleanly is the mm-hmm. right.
1: They're not clean. They are unclean. They are unclean. All right. Unclean. That's okay. my okay. bitch well, to the, the week. And it's it's not exactly mine. It's one that I I hear and see a lot from someone that's close to me. Um, because it's being perpetuated by someone else who's close to me. So I'm just gonna throw it out here because I don't think either one of them listened. But uh <laughs> The sharing slash oversharing slash constant commentary of someone else's photos on Facebook.
0: What? Like somebody, somebody sharing someone else's photos or just commenting on someone?
1: No, sharing someone else's photos.
0: And I don't mean like, Oh, this is an awesome album
1: that my insert relationship here has posted. I would like to share that with my friends. Click share. No, I am talking about, Oh, Picture one, share. Picture two, share. Picture three, share. Every single picture in that album individually shared, and then gone back into the comments and made like so and so at blah blah's house, like making commentary on it, like you would if it was your own picture you had just posted.
0: Huh, that's weird. It's
1: stop it. It's weird. Yeah, I, know I mean,
0: <laughs> my you know my husband, you know, he does uh, animal photography, and so a lot of people yeah. share, but they share his whole album. And that's the thing, you share the album or
1: you share the one picture or even two or three that, that speak to you, but you don't do it ever like, okay, y'all, it's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is doing this and it's, I love her to pieces. She just doesn't know how Facebook really works. That's not
0: how it works. That's not how any of this works.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And we've had these conversations because years ago she would just post conversations on her own wall, but link them to no one. So it literally just looks like she's talking to herself. How was your job interview? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't mom, but I know she's talking to me. So I respond to it, but she just, I don't think she gets it. And it drives people batty because I've had friends who are like, don't know my mom. My mom will share people's photos. She doesn't even know. Oh, and not like share this photo when it goes around the world. I'm talking like my friend got a new shoe. And now she shared this photo for some reason. (laughs) I'm like, Mom, please, you know, but you you can't explain anything to her. But, you know, it's not just that. It's, again, then going back and making the comment. And it's not a comment like, I love this picture or whatever. It's Liz and Mom at blah, blah. I'm like, I know. When (laughs) I posted the photo, I wrote that on there. You know? (laughs) So it just, yeah, it's,
0: well, you know, it's uh, here's funny. The thing. when your
1: parents join Facebook, uh, younger people, because I know a lot of our listeners are younger and not in. Well, you know, when, uh, when
0: our, um, when a lot of our rings don't, don't aren't even on Facebook because their parents are on Facebook.
1: Oh, yeah, I've, I've thought about taking a, a little break myself. Uh, but, but when they decide they want to do this, teach them things show them things. No, 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 no,
0: Liz, I cannot agree with you because you have not shown your mom how not to share photos.
1: Ah, but here's the point (laughs) that I was about to make. If you don't do this right away, (laughs) because my mom was late to the game joining Facebook and then she was spotty using it, so it almost didn't seem worth it. Like that time when I was working and attempt, I you know, I told this temp that my name was Elizabeth, and she said, oh, hi, Liz. Well, I go by Liz with friends and family in our podcast group here, but that's not what I used professionally, (laughs) but I figured she was a temp. How, you know, why why am I going to, you know, correct this woman and say, don't call me Liz at work. I don't like it. Uh, Yeah, she ended up being there for a year and a half. So, see, when you don't nip these things in the bud, then they become all uppity and thinking they know how to use the book face. And they're not going to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. She also shares the same photo six different times. So <laughs> I'm just saying this is, this is again, mine, but I, you know, it's not mine. It's also my, uh, it sounds like your whole uh, immediate family's issue. Pretty much yeah. anyone who could possibly see my, by uh, Facebook by certain people. That's funny. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah.
0: at least she didn't tape so. it to her wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought about that's just that's what we should have done. We should have just gone over and, mm-hmm. but that that commercial is hilarious because that's when my Maddie was the, my yeah. my niece Maddie's nine, but when she was about three, uh, she uh, wanted uh, no four maybe about four maybe. Uh, I was cleaning out a closet in their house because uh, I like to organize things and they are not organized. Um, She, she we came across a notebook and it was an empty spiral notebook and uh, she got super excited and she was like oh, can this be my facebook? And I was like sure. Have <laughs> okay, it. enjoy. Go go enjoy your facebook. And so she comes back like 30 minutes later and she's cut pictures out of like a calendar and has taped them into her facebook. And <laughs> she's showing me the pictures on her facebook wall. So that's funny. But it was entertaining because she was four. It's less entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. That's funny. All right. That's so funny. so that was our bitch of the week mm-hmm. for the week. And this, usually we just do one, but this week we, we were extra bitchy. So. Yep. Uh, I want to do the new segment, which is things we just don't get.
0: Yeah, but we can't talk about social media because we're going to sound really uh, out of touch after we're complaining that our family, our parents don't understand it. We
1: totally get social media, please. We have so many Twitter friends. I don't know. I don't get
0: the boomerang uh, thing on Snapchat. You think it's blue. I don't
1: get Snapchat. I use Snapchat, but only to send silly pictures back and forth to my nieces. It's like
0: face swap yeah. and uh, the thing—the oh. little
1: god face swap it, just creeps me out.
0: It creeps me out way bad, especially it when it face swaps crazy. you with something that's not face. Right, <laughs> I'm like. So what the hell do I like look like? Me
1: and the dog. I'm like, eh, I already had
0: a self esteem issue today. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So um, I didn't have anything that I didn't get uh, this week because well, I wasn't prepared. I pulled. I pulled one this week, and
1: and I don't really know where it came from, but it just kind of came to me the other night. If you stop drinking. Because you're an alcoholic and you go on the on the wagon and you're, you're in recovery, you are awesome. People will cheer you for your non-drinkingness and they think this is fantastic. If you don't drink because you just don't like to drink, you're weird.
0: Okay. Why? you see what I'm getting at? Well, it's one, one has a disease and one is uh, just doesn't like alcohol.
1: Well, why am I weird if I just don't want to drink alcohol?
0: Oh, yeah, that you're weird? No, I wouldn't say that you're weird. Yeah. You know what you are well, in my that book? You're a designated driver.
1: You know, okay, this is funny. <laughs> when we went out for my birthday a couple of months ago, we were having conversations and drinks, as we do, and Heather made a comment that I was her drinking friend, <laughs> which is hilarious because I don't really drink unless we're doing a specific Boozylicious episode, and even then I'm usually like half drunk and sweating alcohol out of my pores. And and this, and this we give ourselves,
0: terrible. yeah, I know it's yeah. like, I'm always drinking when I'm with Liz. Like I'm never not drinking around Liz.
1: <laughs> and I'm never hardly <laughs> drinking around anyone. So, yeah. but yeah, no, I get this a lot. Like when we go, we go places with adult type people and they want to drink or, you know, even I've noticed when we talk about getting together with the podcast group, it's always at a bar somewhere. Yep. I don't, really drink and do bar things most of the time well, you know
0: they they serve beverages that do not have alcohol in well, them at bars they do,
1: but again if you're sitting in a bar drinking water most people look at you like oh are you an AA no <laughs> I just don't want to drink <laughs> they're like so.
0: you're not doing a very good job because you're in a bar but okay How <laughs> about at it
1: <laughs> I don't know, no, I, I don't know. And, and and I'm not a prude against drinking. I just don't like it most of the time. I mean, I enjoy the drinks that we've come up with, but I don't sit around at home and drink, and I don't go out to bars and drink. It's just yeah. not my thing, but I get people who just think I'm so weird because I don't want a glass of wine. Well, here's the deal, lady. I don't like I don't that wine that much, you yeah. know. Mm. I hate wine. It's gross. I don't like it. It gives me a headache. It's just not good. Yeah. So
0: all right okay so that's the thing you don't get i get it i get okay. that you don't get it it works
1: <laughs> i appreciate <you laughs> validating by not getting it
0: uh,
1: so uh okay so you don't have any things you didn't get this week that's all right think yeah. of something for i'll, I'll now. figure
0: I'll, i mean there's lots of things i don't get i just didn't write one down and now i can't think of one
1: well, I started trying to write one down, and everything I don't get flew out of my head. I'm like, what? Like, why can't I think of anything? But that was one that's been bugging me for a couple of days. Because I see all these wino moms.
0: You ever notice that? Yeah, there's a lot of, of wino moms. moms yeah.
1: mm-hmm. There's a lot of wino moms. You know
0: and, why? And you know what? I, It's because they're like moms. Yeah. They're <laughs> like my kids. But it's it's like,
1: oh, my gosh, i got to get home and drink seven bottles of wine, and then I can deal with the laundry. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I can't <laughs> so imagine getting the I'm laundry. I'm not a mom. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a wino. But I also wouldn't drink wine if I had to because, so
0: Yeah, I'm not a big wine fan. I do have some. There's one kind of wine that I like, and it only lasts in the beginning of the year. Long story. Well,
1: I'm a fan of anything that tastes like Kool-Aid. I mean, the Kool-Aid wines, like a Moscato, I can drink from time to time.
0: Oh, you know what uh, I had? I had a lychee. Or is that the name of the fruit? Lychee? Mm-hmm. Lychee. Sake? Oh the cow is so good. It's like just mm. drinking a sucker. Interesting. <laughs>
1: I had a I I was at my friend Valerie's house and she had made a kind of faux sangria with a peach moscato and just a bunch of frozen berries. Mm, of the that sounds good. It was really delicious. I was like, this is tasty. I would drink more of this than I should. Um because it tastes like Kool Aid. Okay. <laughs> all right did you come up with any kind of out of context internet
0: comment i i I was unable to research that
1: (laughs) well i spent a long time researching it and i think we need to find a better uh source what do you use all i came up with is this this particular quote weed kills i died last week off a great g-r-a-t-e bong hit but i'm buddhist so i'm back
0: <laughs> that sounds exactly like somebody that does a lot of weed would say. <laughs> it
1: does, and I, I, you know, at this point, know. it does a lot of weed. Was. I'm such an
0: old person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I just finished reading uh, Amy Poehler's book. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. I talk about a lot of weed in that Shoot, book. I
0: so. know. Just, yeah, I remember. I read that book too.
1: Yeah, um, it was pretty good. I realized I, that aside from the you know fame and money and just blinding talent, she and I are exactly the same person. <laughs> And <laughs> the weed, Very well, and weed. Who's got, who's got time for weed? <laughs>
0: cool. Yep. Okay. So, uh, speaking of books, though, um, remind people that our book club is coming up at some point.
1: Yes, we have a. We are currently reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, we will be discussing this. We are still in negotiations and discussions about how many of the books we will be reading. I think it's just uh, the one. You, Right. Well, our good friend Seal says we need to read all five plus a short story. And I kind of want to poke my eye out. Um, so we may just need to talk about the first one <laughs> and, uh, and where it goes from there. Because I've seen the movie and the movie covers the movie has Martin Freeman in it. And Alan Rickman plays Marvin, the depressed alien yeah. or mm-hmm. uh, robot. Yeah. Uh, and so it's got a good cast, but I just couldn't get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember feeling entertained, but it wasn't one of those things that I had to leave. And it was, what, how many, it was like a decade ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, was, so it, it was had to have been more a, than that, yeah. I think I was eh. dating my husband then.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he tried to make me watch it a couple of times. I finally broke it down. I don't know. I, I listened to, and I didn't get the audio book read uh, by Stephen Fry. I had the uh, radio play. Which was way too close to the movie
0: for me, so I may need to actually sit down with yeah. The book book I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying what I'm hearing, and I'm laughing. But then I'm like, "What? What? What does this mean? What does this have any <laughs> context to? Like, yeah. like, oh, that was a funny comment." And I'm like, "But what the hell does it have to do with anything?" You know?
1: So yeah, it comes back five books later. Yeah, so, so, mate, I don't know. So that's that's what we're working on, and we'll announce it beforehand. But also, if you guys like to just tweet us and let us know what yeah. your favorite book is and if we should cover it on the show because we've got some ideas coming up but i always like to hear from from other people and let us know
0: and you know another thing i'm just gonna we're we're, we're wrapping up right yeah yeah okay uh i keep forgetting to remind people that if they like the show if they could give us a five star rating it makes hey, life was a lot exactly d-
1: what i was gonna say shut
0: up it's, yeah, we so we
1: forget it written it. in giant letters because we write, forget it every time. I
0: know it's like, what are we on? Like the 60th episode and we still have forgotten it's to 61st. mention it first. Yeah. This is episode 61. Yep.
1: So at this point we have uh, more than 12 listeners, which is awesome. That's awesome. Um, we have way more than 12 Twitter followers and we know you guys like us because you tell us you do and you tell us shit we say in our show, especially when we give your shout outs. So go give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we will be happy to give you a shout-out, uh, Spe- as we have, with uh, Beat'em Down and Abby. Abby, yep. was that right?
0: Uh, the, oh, from, yes, uh, from Love at Love First me. Pizza? hmm Yeah. Abby and yep. James. Yeah.
1: She, she gave us a great one. She's awesome. She yeah. called us role models.
0: Ooh. I don't know whose model will be in the role of. Wait, wait. <laughs> Who to gonna... thunk it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> well, I will say we did not. I don't know that we ever actually said this, but happy anniversary, Heather, because we passed this month our second year on the Twitter. on, the, on, on air. the line, on the whatever. yes happy yeah, anniversary.
0: Our,
1: we, we passed our two year anniversary for Nerdy Bitches podcast, which is, I, I think, a pretty cool feat.
0: Yeah, that's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, we've seen
1: some people come and go in that time since we've started, and yeah, and it feels fun to still be here. And I don't feel like stopping anytime soon, so
0: we'll just keep that going. Was, that was like I got married the same weekend that um, uh, J Lo and Mark Anthony did, and I was like, I beat them, beat them, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember. And uh, never mind, uh, That's a terrible story. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, I have to tell you, I did not get divorced over whatever that underwear comment was in our great ex, not oh. great expectation episode. So, uh, but Upper Man was a little disturbed that by the, that you uh, mentioned that he was wearing. Well, the collective ball touching that happens in uh, shared underwear.
0: So. Oh, I mean, a seal sent a a tweet and mentioned <laughs> the flapper underwear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love the flapper panties. Oh, the unders.
0: Oh, you should God. write a book about it I was listening to that and going, oh, my God. I said that our aloud. Friend, our
1: friend Hydro Man left us a a comment. You remember Hydro Man? He's married to uh, Michelle the Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left a comment that, uh, what did it say? Uh, Women's clothes be crazy, yo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. yeah. Uh, (laughs) So nobody has validated that there are things such as opera jocks.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. No dance belts for the opera boys. Uh, Apparently they have to wear
0: regular underwear like the rest. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they just wear the regular unders and hope they don't fall off on stage, which has happened to Paul twice. (laughs) (laughs) But not during a show. Okay. And not his underwear. Wait, what? Um? During rehearsal. No, he had a, he had a, he's lost some weight. Oh, it's and so his like pants his pants did not necessarily fit as well as they had previously, and he didn't have a belt that day, and yeah. they slid right down. Fortunately, he was he had a costume fitting that same day, so he did have shorts on underneath. But I think that's one of his greatest fears is that he's actually gonna
0: it's gonna happen his on. His on, yeah. in an actual performance and it won't, won't be it won't it be like, like a comedy. it will be like a no, ser- it ser- serious a serious drama <laughs> a drama opera. <laughs> You know, most of them are, a but yeah. Tragedy. Well, yeah. but It'll be know, like something terrible, like, like somebody had just died, and then you look over, and Paul's pants have fallen down.
1: <laughs> I could see it happening at the end of Carmen. That would have been wonderful. <sighs> oh. Did you know that we actually had one of the dancers, So, so You Think You Can Dance, as the male dancer in uh, the Carmen performance Mm-mm. they did? To you, I didn't
0: you know? know that. Yeah,
1: It was amazing.
0: Hmm. It was really cool. I was like, I know him! So, I don't know him, but so well, you know of him. I like, do. You could.
1: I, kind of, I almost know him.
0: Yeah. So yes.
1: All right. Yeah, it was funny. I was listening to uh, Castor Quest, our friends Castor Quest, the other day, and uh, they were talking about Sam Raimi, who is a famous opera singer. And I was like, oh, I know him. I was like, I don't know him. Paul knows him and has a really great story about. How uh, one of his friends, uh, other opera friends, actually farted on Sam Raimi the last time they were here <laughs> doing his show. Well, okay. uh, I, I think accidentally, I can't be sure, but that guy is the brother of, like, Renee Fleming. Mm. So, if you watched the Super Bowl two years ago, you know that she was the opera singer who did the national anthem, and she is big shit,
0: so... Oh. Very cool, you know. It's it's almost. I, I kind of feel I like um. Know her. I feel like elf. Like I know him.
1: Remember, I know yeah. that's that's how I feel all the time. I'm like I know them. I mean I don't. We've never met, but
0: uh, I know them. So. <laughs> all right. Well, let's um. I guess let's Those call it a day. So all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little Yeah. All right. Music provided by www.bensound.com. And please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Well, I guess I'm the dickhead husband.